0: Welcome to the Pretty Happy Podcast. My name is Sam.
1: And I'm Sarah, and we're the parents of Zoe, a child with Rett Syndrome.
0: Sarah, you have a stuffy nose. I do. It sounds like you have a stuffy nose.
1: I know. It's because I do.
0: <laughs> Why do you have a stuffy nose?
1: Well, let me tell you. Um, I have a stuffy nose because when I am very stressed and I don't get enough sleep, my body lets me know.
0: To stop picking your nose.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> no, it lets me know that I am doing too much on not enough sleep. And it basically just knocks me down.
0: That uh, sounds nice.
1: It's lovely. It's <laughs> fantastic. Um, but it does lead perfectly into our topic today.
0: You want to go ahead and jump into that?
1: Oh, sorry. Was I not supposed to? No, you can't. It just leads perfectly into it.
0: Yeah, why wait?
1: So my topic today, you guys, is all about stress and specifically stress as a parent of a special needs child. A lot of times um, people call the stress that we experience PTSD post-traumatic stress disorder, but really it's not because most of, and I should say most of us are not in the post stage of it. Most of us are in the everyday this is happening stage. Um, I recently read an article entitled, Dear Special Needs Parents, It's Time to Stop Saying You Have PTSD. And it resonated with me a lot because what she basically talks about is that it's not post, it's current, it's continuous. So what we should actually call it is chronic traumatic stress disorder. It's chronic, it's happening day to day. What do you think about that, Sam?
0: It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because... You're Yeah, you're living through it in the moment, and it's happening right then. So, yeah, it's not post. Yeah. And with post, I think there's a connotation of being able to, I don't want to say over, overcome it, but, like, work with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're talking about it being now in the moment, chronic, it's a lot harder.
1: Because it's going it's, on as you're trying to.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you think about somebody who has chronic pain, you know, it's just happening all the time. And yeah. it takes a toll on them mentally, emotionally, physically, yeah, all of the stuff.
1: When, as I was reading this article, it got me thinking about like what things what things do I have, like, what things trigger me, you know? Um, And it can be as simple as, you know, there was one time I was at, I took the kids to a restaurant by myself, and Zoe sometimes had reflex and sometimes she doesn't. Reflex, reflux? Yeah. Reflux, not reflex. (laughs) Um, Reflexes are fine. Yeah. Um, She had reflux just randomly. There was no like trigger for it. It just happened randomly. And there was one time we, I took the kids by myself and she had reflux and everybody at the restaurant just stared at me like yeah. full on just stared. Since then, yeah. I will not take the kids to a restaurant by myself. Yeah, If we're eating out, we go through a drive through we do a curbside pickup and we come home. We don't eat at a restaurant anymore. No. I just can't do it.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it makes sense. You you have to change your way of living. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for some reason, IBS keeps popping into my head. Um, but I, I think it applies to kind of what you're talking about because individuals who live with irritable, irritable bowel syndrome have to be very cognizant of of what they're putting into their body, mm-hmm. where they're at, uh, physically. Like, am I in a location where I, if I needed to, would I be able to get to a restaurant yeah. quickly? And that that's a chronic disease. yeah. And that, that forces people to change the way that they live. And so does Rett Syndrome. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think about too, like even I think about like the happy stuff, and even the happy stuff that happens, I still have in the back of my mind that there's all these worries and concerns. Like, for example, when we um, we went to Disneyland when Zoe, like right after she got her diagnosis, yeah. And the whole time we were there, I was I was happy to see her walking around, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, thoughts of is this the last time she's going to do this? Is this, you know, the last time we'll experience this? And it's just this, it's this constant, whatever she does, when even when she hits something huge, like holding her cup, in the back of my mind, there's this, is that the last time she's going to do this? Yeah. And it's really hard because you want to, you want to live in the moment and you want to enjoy those moments those milestones and at the same time there's this nagging in the back of your mind saying is this the last time are you going to see this again and even I mean it can be as simple as you know going to the hospital we had um our eight-month-old had to go in for an EKG he's fine now he's like he's fine he was fine then but well, obviously he wasn't fine because we were going for an EKG. But yeah. anyway, um, he had a couple of little tremor episodes that you know didn't last long. Whatnot haven't happened since then. But we went in for an EKG, and in the back of my mind, my thought was, you know, the the worst thing that they can tell me is that they found nothing, which is a terrible way to look at things. <laughs> but. I honestly think that stems from Zoe and doing all of these tests with Zoe and getting no results and not knowing what was going on and why things were happening. Um, and I think that's probably just going to be the way it is for me when it comes to our kids and going to the hospital.
0: Which is important to accept because then once you realize that that's the way it's going to be, then I think it would be easier for you to be able to find a way to cope yeah and possibly treat whether that's um whether that's you know finding therapy that's finding support groups yeah. whatever it is it's forcing you to come to terms with the reality of your, of your situation and yeah that's probably that's probably the hardest part is accepting the reality of the situation yeah. and we've mentioned this multiple times on the show that the the hardest part for at least for me was the the loss of the dreams and the hopes and wishes for Zoe. And so I was thinking big picture stuff. And then as we go through life with her and we become more familiar with the community and what the disease can cause and do, we then begin to realize all of these other things that we didn't realize at first. Yeah and it's you know, just no knowing. Yeah. And it's hard.
1: And that's part of, like, I think that's, that's definitely an added stress too. There's so many, there's so many things that, that we as special needs parents have added to us that, you know, I don't, there's things that I worry about with Zoe that I, I never see myself worrying about with our other kids. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. And that's, you know, um, going back to this article, that's why it's CPTS, no, CTSD, Chronic Traumatic Stress Disorder. Yes. (laughs) No P. At least for us at this point. Yeah. And I'm, and you know, um, Megan, the woman that wrote the article, she says this and I, I echo her thoughts where I'm grateful that it, it is not PTSD because that would mean Zoe isn't with us. Yeah. Um, So I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I get to have (laughs) CTSD as opposed to PTSD when it comes to our journey. And, you know, um, and I think that's why it's so important to take care of yourself. Clearly I have not been doing that since I am sick right now. (laughs) Um, but you know that's something that especially as parents of special needs kids we need to we need to take care of ourselves we need to you know do what you need to do to get to get your sleep to get whatever it is that you need so that you can continue to care for your individuals
0: Welcome back, and we are so excited to have our special guest on this episode today. This is the first time that we've had a repeat on the podcast.
1: Yes, you are our first repeat. We're
0: gonna we're gonna send you a special button. Does that sound good, Tracy? Oh,
1: a sticker. Thank you. Or a sticker.
0: We have stickers. We have <gasps> stickers now. Yeah, I do like a sticker.
1: Yeah. We will okay. repeat. Send you a sticker. Repeat.
0: We'll send you a sticker. Thank you. Uh, but uh, I need to introduce you. I haven't done that yet. I apologize. No. Tracy Hoying. Tracy, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast.
2: Thank you for inviting me. I had a, such a great time that first time. I had to come back for a second round.
0: Well, we had fun too, and so we thank had to you. have you come back. So the feeling is mutual. Thank you. Uh, we wanted to specifically talk to you about something that you posted on your Instagram. Uh, you posted about <gasps> your new vehicle. Yeah. And yeah, Sarah and I have been talking extensively uh, about what we want to do to help Zoe. Mm-hmm. She's getting bigger. She is turning mm. five in September. And uh, it's getting tough getting her in and out yeah. of our minivan at this point. And so yeah. we have been doing a little bit of research, but we wanted to find out from somebody who sounds like you've finished your process of uh, choosing a vehicle and what works best for your family, yeah. right?
2: Well... Halfway there. Halfway, Ooh, halfway there. Halfway. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a huge, huge uh process. Um, We started to think about getting a wheelchair accessible van when Joby was about five because we could see in the future how much work it is to transport her and her wheelchair and her school bag and her medical supplies. And we thought back then, yeah, it's something that we needed to plan for. So we've, She's she's 12 this week. So it's been seven years um to get to this point at the moment. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, so let's uh let's talk about the journey. Like what what was mm. it that uh how first off, how have you guys been uh getting around? How has Jovi been getting around when it comes to vehicles and whatnot? How have you been dealing with that?
2: Okay, so we've always just had like a regular car. So we've been driving Toyota Rav which is just, you know, your normal car with a tiny little boot. So whenever we had to upgrade her wheelchair, we had to go through assessments with our OT to make sure that her chair could fold down or come apart and fit into the boot. And then also she needed to have a suitable car seat. So the last few years she's been travelling around in a conveyed rodeo, which is her mobility stroller, they call it, but we just call it a wheelchair because that's what it is. And she's in a Carrot, I think it's Carrot 3 car seat. So it's it's got extra support in it, more than um, one of those standard car seats that you get for your kids. So that's how we've been getting around, um, taking her out of her wheelchair, lifting her into the car, buckling her in, and then folding down the Conveyed rodeo, lifting that up and putting it into the boot. So she's 20 kilos. The radio is about 20 kilos, which is a lot every day. For one person to do and I'm only teeny tiny. Multiple but, times um, a day too. Yeah, yeah. So whenever she's going to school or we've got to go to the doctors or the hospital, that's what we'd have to do. And um, if it wasn't me transporting her, it was my parents. because They like to help out a lot. But for them, it's a two-person thing. So my mum might drive, but my dad might meet her at the school to help unload Jovi and set up the wheelchair and things. So a huge physical task just to transport her around yeah
0: yeah that's that's much more difficult than what we've got with zoe right now zoe uh, Mm -hmm. does not use a wheelchair we do have Mm -hmm. uh it sounds like something similar to what you've got for the the Mm -hmm. stroller you know wheelchair we have the same
1: brand actually oh is it the same one yeah so we have a covid cruiser Gotcha. Co- not COVID.
0: All right. <laughs> Convid.
1: Convid. No. Woo. You know what's we on my brain? We do COVID. No COVID <laughs> With in this COVID house.
0: Free. Convid. Oh, no. My bad. Real fast. Convid, Convid Cruiser. Conberry. I want to yeah. quick little tangent if there was a company <laughs> named covid at the beginning of oh, all of this gosh. oh my gosh i would have felt so Say bad it. for him yeah <laughs> i remember in in 2014 um i i started to get it, getting big into like mobile payments uh, and at the time i was mm. living in utah and there was this company called isis oh dear yes yes oh, no. oh, this no. this was at the beginning of well end of 2013 beginning of 2014
1: that's
0: a problem. Oh, my gosh. It couldn't have been worse timing. Mm-hmm. And they were, I, I mean, they were starting out really strong. They had just moved into new markets. Like, it was going to be the next oh. big thing. And it was literally because of the 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 terrorist organization that this mm-hmm. company, this mobile payment company, uh, lost everything. Uh. It was horrible oh. timing. So yes, let's hope that uh, there is no COVID no.
2: <laughs> company Con- out there. There's no COVID,
1: Convid. We had a COVID yeah. cruiser.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's what
1: we just Convid. got like literally last week. Yeah. 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 Literally last week we got we He's got a, our wow. first yeah. our first medical
2: yeah. stroller.
0: Yeah. 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 How, about how much does jovi's wheelchair weigh
2: well i i think it's about 20 kilos i'm not sure what that is in pounds though so it's the weight of a i guess a typical eight-year-old i, want to see if that, I think that's it's like four or seven year old
0: i'm looking it up right now mm. uh 44 44 pounds 20 kilos is 44 pounds, so.
2: Yeah, at least. Um, Yeah, so lifting that up into a car and also lifting Jovi and it's awkward. It's just, it's very taxing. And I've had to make sure that um, I keep myself healthy and strong. So I've had to lift weights and get into the strength training because that on anybody multiple times a day is really hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you don't realize that you think and you think, oh, that, that's that's just going to be my workout for the day. Well, no, because you need to extend that Prepare and do that. that better and do more. Yeah, because she's only going to grow and maybe your equipment's going to grow in the coming yeah. years, too. So you got to keep keep that going for yourself. Yeah.
1: Thank you for the reminder. I need to be better
2: about exercising. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to be a nag, but it's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good
0: tracy with her friendly reminders to not be a lazy bum
2: (laughs) yes oh i know no you need to be a lazy bum but you also need to kind of predict your future and and do the things that you can do now because you might injure yourself you know you might your back might go out or you hurt your arms and things and you can't do anything so if you can kind of foresee that a little bit and do the things you can do now uh, that's what i recommend yeah well that's
1: Part of the reason we've we've started talking about, you know, what, what kind of vehicle are we going to get in the future? What,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. what which, can we do? We're kind of in the throes. We're, we're thinking, uh, you know, a short little while, which, I mean, could mean a couple of months. It could mean a year or two. But we're, we're mm-hmm. trying to get moving on this a little bit sooner rather than later. How, mm-hmm. did, how did that process begin for your family? At what point did you decide, OK, we need to seriously start considering uh, getting this new vehicle?
2: Or, well, definitely, in the last, well, it's been seven years, but I think in the last year, uh, my eldest son Jasper, he's 13 now, he went through a growth spurt like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and um, when we finally were going places in that car together as a family after being locked down for so long, we realized we do not fit in the Toyota Rab as a family. We just don't mm. fit. You know, it's kind of like that clown car. You know, everybody I'm in there fine, I'm tiny, I'm five one and I haven't been I haven't grown since I was 13. But my son and my husband are tall. My son's taller than me now. And to see them like try and fold themselves into this car was just like heartbreaking. Like I, I couldn't bear to see them go. much longer we couldn't even like grandma's house is only 10 minutes away and they would be like like sideways and (laughs) knees up and i'm like we this is not a situation that i i want our family to be in and basically it was restricting how many places we could go as a family and it was just like i think we really we need to start getting on to um finding our car process i thought that we needed to take was to here in Australia, um, to get a wheelchair, uh, the car modified, it has to be, I think now it's five years or younger, so it has to be like quite a new car. It used to be three years or younger or newer. Um, so we thought, okay, we have to save a certain amount of money to be able to buy this car and then have another amount of money to spend on the modifications. So in my head, I'm calculating... We need to at least save sixty to eighty thousand Australian dollars. That is incredibly hard and stressful on anybody, but especially a family that is basically a single-income family and not that much of the earning. You know, we're not in the big bucks here. My my husband works at the hospital um, as a dental assistant, so the calculations to to save eighty thousand dollars just for this car. And we also need to move into a single-storey home. or in a double-storey still. Very stressful financially yeah. to get to that point. Yeah, so last year, um, I'm so grateful for this person in our local Rett Syndrome Facebook group. He had mentioned that they had bought an uh, imported Japanese car that was already converted with a wheelchair ramp. And I'd never heard of it before so i screenshotted it and i wrote it down and i started to look into it and then strange coincidence i started to see them not a lot i think i saw three around the neighborhood like parked on the side of the street or um driving around jovi's school and i just thought this car looks awesome i need to look into it so that was last year so since last year we had been looking for this Toyota Noah and a, a Toyota Voxy. thats the brand that we were going for. Much cheaper because it's already converted, and less than half the price that we had planned on spending. So that's yeah, it was a revelation. I was so relieved. And so since about like last October, we've been looking for one.
0: So so yeah. these these specific Toyotas—they they're designed. Mm-hmm specifically?
2: I don't think so. No, no. I think um, they're a regular car but in Japan, for some reason, a lot of them had been already converted over there. I think because it's just like driving it. Well, spoiler alert, we got one but driving it, it's just, it's such a a cool little like car. It's not a huge car. So um, yeah, I think they already had them converted over there and then there's a dealer in um sydney that imports them yeah and that's how we found it
0: that's Jeez. awesome and so you're saying that yeah. it's the it's a fraction of the cost um compared to what you were looking yeah. at for, uh, for an australian yeah. brand or a, a korean brand or an yeah. american brand i mean
2: to yeah i'm not sure about um american cars and things but like i said we had plans on we needed to we needed to save at least sixty to eighty thousand dollars yeah. just just for this car. And um, when we found this particular Toyota Noah, it was yeah less than half of that, which was yeah. doable. Um, I still needed lots of financial help from my family. Like thank thank God for them, yeah. um, but not definitely not a stretch um, for our family, which is. I think I'm very grateful
0: for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is an example of another one of those things that pops up in families of individuals with special needs you don't think about as as somebody mm-hmm. on the outside looking in. Yeah. Um You think about you know okay if they've got some extra doctor's appointments that they're going to and they need some additional help in education. We don't think about mm-hmm. the transportation part of it. And, yeah. and or
1: like the house. Like you said.
0: Well, yeah. That's um, That's that's been another conversation yeah, yeah. Sarah and I have been we, we, we haven't had it as of late. Um but about six mm. months ago or so, I think it was, um, we started talking about, you know, our, our next home. What are we looking at? Yeah. And it yeah. revolves um, almost a hundred percent around Zoe. making sure Zoe yeah. is able to get where she needs to. Yeah. Um, which that yeah. in turn limits the uh the not only is the inventory limited in the housing market right now here in the United States but mm-hmm. it just limits it even more because oh, yeah. now we're not looking at a split level home we're not looking <gasps> at a two story home mm-hmm. we're we're looking at Those a single story Those
1: automatically get crossed off.
0: Yeah, yeah, we yeah. we've got to have a single story home um because she needs to be able to get around and she can't go up and down stairs. Yeah. Oh.
2: Not yet. I think we've been looking for the house for just as long as the car and we have local real estate agents that want to help us out and try and find a single level house, but there really just isn't anything in the area. Um, we love the area because there's schools in the area and we don't want to be driving, you know, more than an hour a day with her. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard because the next house will have to be our forever house. It will have to be a house that's Grovey. Do I know my daughter's name? (laughs) (laughs) That Jovi will grow up in um, and that she will be taken care of in. Um, And that's a daunting process because you want to get it to a point where you don't have to renovate so much because you have to think about accessible bathrooms. You know, where is she going to get changed? Can we do therapies at home? Is everything level? Can she get from the car into the house without ramps? Um, or if there's – in our house at the moment, our garage is separate. So if we need to get to the car, she's out in the bad weather and our backyard floods, so it's like we need a boat. But um, it's those things where maybe if you didn't have a child with with these additional needs, you might not think about it. You would just go and find a house that you loved. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the same with the car. You would just buy a car that you really liked, you know, yeah. and you could just buy it off the lot. Um, and it might not take you as long. But for these things, you have to think ahead and um, plan ahead financially most of the times. Um, and then why I say that the, the journey is not finished, actually I should finish that, sorry. So we did find, <laughs> I've been trolling the car sales website, which is like where dealers list their cars. And I found the Toyanoa that I thought was the one about only about three weeks ago, and we went out to see it a couple weeks ago and straight away test drove it perfect. So we have been driving it now. It came last week, about or well, maybe 10 days ago, and I've been driving around for a week and it's awesome. I love it. Um, but we're still because Jovi's conveyed rodeo doesn't have the wheelchair tie downs, oh. I can't use it in the car yet. So I am still folding it up and I'm putting it in the back oh. and I'm still having to lift Jovi deeper into the car now because it's a, it's a bigger car, which is awesome. But um, we still have to get her into the car and strap her into the car seat. So the next part is that I need to um, – we, we had a wheelchair assessment. We need to do another wheelchair assessment because we have a new car or a different car to our first assessment. And then we need to have it just checked. It's all compliant, so it's all legal, but we need to have it checked to make sure that we don't need to do any modifications to the tie-downs or the seat belt in there. And then we can order the wheelchair, which might take maybe six to eight months, and then she can go in the wheelchair oh. in the car. So we're almost there. <laughs> I am happy to be at this point, though. Like It's yeah. still a process, yeah.
0: but... Oh yeah. <laughs> my gosh! You're right there. Yeah, you're right on the cusp. I almost oh,
1: right I didn't think about that either. With yeah. like, yeah. being able they to even die.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, and we're not thinking about it because we we don't have a wheelchair in our family. Well, um, I, we're 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 oblivious to much I, of the additional stuff that I comes along with. I did think about the, it. Yeah.
1: With with mm. this stroller. Okay,
0: you're better than me then.
1: Well. <laughs> oh, I'm staying out of that one. <laughs> I'm staying over here. <laughs> um, I did think about it yeah. with this stroller because Zoe does ride the bus home. Mm. So the question is, mm. do we send her with the stroller yes. on the bus or do we not? But typically, yeah. Typically Zoe is ambulatory enough that we don't send her in a mm-hmm. stroller. We just yeah. Send her. Send her in. So, mm-hmm. so I, we did not get the the
2: hookups, the, the attachments. Yeah, like tie downs or something. The loops. The, the loops, I don't the know. hooks. The, the, but it is a good thing yeah. to bring up, especially to anybody that's listening, when you decide yes. about a wheelchair, is to get those transit tie downs. Because like you said, like for Jovi, if she went on the school bus to do an excursion, um, she would need to either... Provide her car seat, the one that we've got in the car. So I had to take it out and then put it in their bus, and then also fold up her stroller and put it in there, her the wheelchair and put it in there. Or she would have to have a wheelchair with the tie down. So yep. that's another thing to consider if your child is going to be um, driven around, not by you. If she's yes. going to be, if they're going to be in a um, like a bus with the, the wheelchair tie downs and things, then definitely order them. If you're going to use them, because we didn't we didn't order them because on the conveyed rodeo because we were transporting her around anyway. Now I see the value in letting her have that freedom, have the school have that freedom to take her on excursions without asking me to to transport her. I'll, I still do it, but um, that's just an extra thing that you you have to do because you don't want them to miss out on things. Yeah. So you have to be the one that transports them. Well,
0: but it also gives her a a sense of freedom because she doesn't have to have mom or dad or uh, somebody else right there with her, um, which is great. You know, as parents love being there. But I mean, I I remember as as a high school kid, My mom said that she wanted to come with me on all of my little trips that I did with my music groups in high school, and after the first one, I said, "Mom, I don't want you to come on the next one." And I mean, she was hurt. She was hurt by it. And (laughs) mom, if you're listening, I'm I'm sorry I did that, but I just wanted a little space.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, Jovi will look at me sometimes when I popped into the school last week. You know, she looks at me like, "What are you doing here? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. This is my space. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if you can give them those little instances of independence. And it's mm-hmm. if, as simple as adding a transport tie down on this so that they can go do their thing, they can take the school bus there and back, then definitely consider it. Don't think that you don't need it because you can do it. You can transport them everywhere and it'll be fine. Um, there will be times where you wish that you had that. Um, and now you have to wait till your next wheelchair yeah. to get it done.
1: and yeah. mm. even you get them, it doesn't mean that you have to use have them. To, That's right. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: But at least it gives you the option. Yeah.
0: Well, And it's, it's being prepared mm. for whatever comes in the future because you don't know um mm-hmm. what their situation is going to be, Um, See. you know, going into the next year, mm. even, you don't know what, mm-hmm. what their, uh, their interests may be, what classroom they're going to be in. Um, maybe they're wanting to do mm-hmm. some activities that are requiring them to go you know, to another part of the city, and there's other transportation that's available. Okay, great. Yeah, mm. give them the opportunity to do it. But sometimes you just don't know. You don't know what you don't know, and yeah, uh, yeah. that I think that's the hard part too. Is well, you, yeah. I I think we all as parents do as much research as we can about these devices and these tools and equipment to mm. help our kids, but. I, th- I think we always miss something we miss something that oh man that would have been great to have and it would have uh, yeah been better, so
2: yeah it's a learning experience for everybody um it is. but once you know you know and then the next time you can do it a little bit better
0: yeah absolutely well what does the rest of the family think of your uh of your new car
2: they love it they love it my son loves it because Um, there are little DVD flip-downs or TV screen flip-downs in there and we can watch our shows. Um, It's much bigger. He's not cramped in there. You know, Jovi is very curious about it. I brought her up to it and she looked in it like, what is this? (laughs) And then the first times we've been in it, driving to school, she's got this big smile on her face. She loves it. Um, She knows that this is – it's Jovi's car on the key ring i've got a Jovi keyring it's her car um all the space for her um all her shows are loaded up to go so much it's just a load off i think for all of us i think we realized how much we needed to upgrade um so we're just so excited to just go on adventures and it soon hopefully
0: Yeah. yeah yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later. Well, what what yeah. were some of the um, the the features of this new vehicle that, or when you were starting to search for a new vehicle, what were some mm-hmm. of the features that for you were must haves?
2: Well, it just we we ended up getting a to- Toyota Noah, and it ticked all the boxes. So I I wanted an electric ramp. I know that some people prefer manual because if something happens to the motor, then you can at least you know, um, open up the ramp, but just for our sake, because we knew that we wanted to preserve our backs basically and our arms, um, an electric ramp, we needed to have enough space for every family member. So this car has uh, one, two, three in the back, uh, a wheelchair space and then a passenger behind me and then obviously the passenger in the front. So I'm trying to do my math it's a Monday, hold on, (laughs) one, two, three, four, five, plus the driver, so five in the driver and the wheelchair space, so it's more than enough that we needed. Um, That's, I mean, that's really all that I wanted, Um, but this particular car also has a reverse camera, it has an automatic sliding door, so I can press a button on the keychain and it opens up for me, um, which has been actually a big help for school drop-offs and getting Joby in and out of the car, and that's that's really all that I asked for was just those few things, um, and we got it. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. so I have a question. This is mm-hmm. debated among people with with uh, wheelchair accessible vehicles. Do you mm-hmm. get the side or the back
2: ramp? Ah, uh, oh, I wanted a back ramp. Um, the to exit through the rear of the car. Um, I just felt like it was just more um, convenient and we could park in any space and we didn't have to rely on parking in a disabled access space. We could always get her out through the back. Um, the only problem with that is that if you parallel park and the person behind you doesn't see your sticker mm. to say to leave the room. You know, because we've got a ramp, I do have a sticker on the back of the car. If they don't see that and they park way too close, then you can't get out. Um, We haven't had that problem yet, and I hope we never do, but that's the only thing that I could see could be a problem. But we like the rear entry. I think that's better for us. Yes. What do you think? i uh-huh. My
1: my opinion is the, the <laughs> rear entry. Yeah. Not that I should have an opinion because we don't have
2: any... Well, if you think about it in the future, yeah.
1: Yeah. But have mine, mine's it, the yeah. same – like mine was the same reasoning that I could park basically anywhere Yeah, and I would be yeah. able to get Zoe in and out with a rear entry. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because, uh, you know – Disabled parking spaces are rare. Like even at Jovi's school, there's only two at her school. And w- sometimes when we drive up, they're, they're just not available. So how was I going to get her out if I have to park, you know, in a normal spot, you know, I have to get her out through the back. So that's what we trust, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, our uh, Zoe's school is actually the same way, only two spots. Yeah. Uh, mm. Only two spots. And
1: there's and- no space. There's there's two spots but they're they're regular no, parking all the middle. Stalls. There's no like. Oh, plight. there's there's no, there Is there's there's
0: there's there? Sign. Yeah, there is. Uh, it, um, but there's only one. Um oh. so yeah, it's an opening in the middle there and it's only one. I don't think I've ever um noticed. so you'd have to have um if it was two vans, one would have to have a ramp coming from The passenger side and the other one would have to be coming from the driver's side. And I think the majority, yeah. (laughs) And I think the majority of them, of of vans that I've seen, they all exit from, if they're coming out the side, they're coming out of the passenger side. I don't think any of them come out the driver's side, at least the ones that I've seen.
1: I've never actually thought about that before. Yeah. To be completely honest,
0: I did. And I've thought about it <laughs> extensively because so I'm the one that drives Zoe to school every morning, and mm. um, whenever I pull up, I there are three uh, kids in Zoe's class, and all three families have disability placards, and mm. if one of the spots is already taken uh, by one of the families, I don't take the other one because um, yeah. one of the one of the kids. Is confined to a wheelchair, yeah. and I want to make sure yeah. that their family is able to get in and out. So that's the only reason why yeah. I thought about it is because of them. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I thought about it. So, but yeah. it's a uh, yeah. There's all
2: these little things that you don't little think about until you're... you have to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's similarly like at Jovi's school because she goes to a school. Um, it's called an SSP school, school for specific purposes. So all the kids there have some sort of um, mild to severe disability. Um, And there are a lot of kids that go to school on vans on transport. So knowing that I wouldn't be able to get into the school or for pickup or for drop off. So I knew that I have to street park. So I park around the corner and I wanted to make sure we had that sliding door and um, the rear, rear entry, um, because I knew that would suit our situation. So you do have to think about where are you going all the time? Um, and what kind of parking situation you might encounter, you know, and then what car will fit that situation.
1: Yeah.
0: Before, before I ask my second question, just an observation. Mm-hmm. I, it's interesting to me that Jovi's school, is this SSP school, only has mm-hmm. two disability parking spaces.
2: <laughs> it's, it's really, and also the cover where you drop off, it's very short. So only maybe two or three cars can fit under this. So everybody <laughs> else is out in the rain and the elements. It's, we bring it up all the time. She's been there for six years and we bring it up all the time. Um, traffic banks up there. Literally, how many vans? I think there might be at least 12 to 15 to 18 vans all parked in there. That's <laughs> why I don't bother going in there because I will be trapped for at least yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. So it's just easier for me to park around the corner. Um, but, like, we've been there six <laughs> years, so we know the drill. You we know, we're <laughs> going to be out there, and this is quicker. Yeah. But I know only two spots, and I'm like, I'm not, like you said, if someone's taking one spot, I'm not going to take the other one. I'd rather park on the street yeah. and walk her in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just that uh, it, it sounds like they need a traffic manager to come in, you know, and, and there, there is somebody. actually
2: you can't when you come out of the driveway because the gate is so narrow, uh-huh. you can only really fit one car at a time. So you, you have to turn left. You can't turn right anymore because it was just wait. you're waiting to turn right on back out to the yeah. road and you'd be there for like five minutes, 10 minutes and everybody's ah. <laughs> So it's a, a whole situation. We've brought it up with the principal many times, but um, you just you know get get into it and know what you've got to do and what time you've got to get there so that yeah. you're not caught up in all that hullabaloo. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, so the, the, the question, though, that I had mm. was, had your family looked at any, th- any other types of, of vehicles or um, mm. uh, changes to the vehicle, such as like a, um, a crane that jovi's chair would be able to go into and it would lift her up into a vehicle had you looked at any of those other options
2: well the crane is it called a crane or is it something else um i don't think it's called a crane but i can't it's hoist. there we go
0: there we go thank you yeah it's a hoist
2: because the crane, I just imagine like a building crane. I'm like, no. um, <laughs> got to call him in to lift Jody up. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, basically, I know she when she's dead weight. It's like it's a she's so heavy. But we our, we knew that our garage situation, and because also my mum takes her sometimes, or was taking her sometimes, um, to put a horse in the car, and then to have to put it into my mum's car as well would be a like an extra burden so we thought we didn't want to keep our car that was too small anyway um add a hoist you know and then fit it in there before we have to put her in and take it out and then put it in the boot which we didn't have boot space for it anyway yeah so we did talk about all these things with her OT um what would be best for her um other cars that we had considered were a uh, Kia Carnival which I had seen converted and looks awesome Um, But again, that was the more expensive side. There was also an option for us um, to possibly rent a converted car already for the year. Um, That was something that the OT wanted to try to do. That was a kind of new thing through um, our insurance scheme, the NDIS here. Uh, But we think that was not going to be approved because it's way too expensive to do that. And they would, they would be like, no, no, you can't do that. So there were a few different things that were in play, but as soon as I saw this Toyota Noah advertised on the internet, um, I was like, I think we have to go with our gut and go see this car, give it a test drive. And if it ticks those boxes, I think that's, we just have to bite the bullet. Um, and get it over with, basically, because it's been such a long journey. And I'm like, I just want to, I just want to be out with my family in the car together, and everybody's safe and comfortable. Um, so I'm lucky that it is worked out for us.
0: Yeah, and, and and you don't realize how much of a toll it takes on you when you do it, it until you have to do it over and over again. Because yeah. the first couple mm-hmm. times that uh, you know we started having to do it, it was like, okay, yeah, you know, as Zoe's gotten bigger, this is. More difficult. Yeah. it's getting
2: harder.
0: It's getting so much harder. She's it's getting so, so much long.
2: It's always so long. Yes, I was gonna say it's not just the weight; it's the the height. Yeah, yeah, the way that it's they just grow. It's awkward. Not that like, yeah. It's really awkward yes. to like carry the With weight. The folder up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Head down, knees up, uh-huh. and then like us through into the car seat, and then load us down on, and then you know, go reach around and get the seat belts going. It's a whole thing. Yeah. It is. And you do that every day, at, like at least twice a day, every day for years, and then you then you realize that something's got to change, and you need to take care of yourselves, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what would you tell, uh, families who are, uh, looking at, uh, or considering getting a, a, a vehicle similar to yours? What, uh, what would you tell them, uh, to, to look um, for and think about?
2: Uh, think about what kind of wheelchair situation they have currently and what they think they're going to be needing in the next three to five years, probably three years. And if you think that you are going to have a hard time, like we have been having a hard time physically carrying her in and out, and all the things. Then you start need you you need to make plans, financial plans. Um, have a look what's available in the market around you. We're lucky because I think um, we live in Sydney. We're near the ports. I know that I spoke to another dealer before this one, and they said uh, they have lots of these cars stuck on cargo ships. So we were lucky in the sense that these kind of cars were available to us um so think about what's available to you in your area what the price range is going to be and how much you're comfortable spending um and then save and talk to people in your area and talk to your therapist to see what they think Um, and really seriously think about it don't leave it too long um, because you'll only wear yourself down
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tracy, for coming back on the podcast. It was so great chatting with you you again. Thank
2: you for having me. Absolutely.
0: And uh, if you want to find out more about Tracy and her family, and of course, her wonderful daughter, Jovi, you can check out their website, teamjovi.com. Is that right? Yeah. All right. So go check out their website and you can check them out on social medias as well. And uh, you can connect with them there. Thanks again to Tracy Hoing for coming on and sharing with us a little bit about her experience and uh, their new car. And I really hope it does not take six months for them to sort out the uh, the wheelchair situation wheelchair. for Jovi. But so close. So, close. so
2: close. So close. But, you know, if you
1: think, I mean, they've been thinking about working on getting, you know, a wheelchair van for seven years. So they are much closer than they were. Yes, initially. yes.
0: If it did take eight months, eight months is closer than seven years. Yes. So, well, there's a lot to uh, think about. And hopefully uh, after this conversation that we've had, I know that I feel uh, a little more enlightened about the process and yes. it gives me some more things that I can think about and I can discuss them with you. And hopefully we yep. can be a little more educated in our decision when it does come time for us to make that And hopefully that's the same for all of you uh, listening today. Sarah, it's time for Can't Leave It.
1: Can't Leave It.
0: What can't you leave?
1: Well, I'm pretty sure it's because of quarantine and COVID and all that jazz. Um, But everybody's started doing like renovation DIY projects on their homes or at least it seems like everybody is doing these projects and things.
0: Is this gonna cost me money?
1: No, because we live in a rental. <laughs> and that don't is my
0: give it away. Whoops. We're we're poor.
1: Um. <laughs> so, you know, just because you live in a rental does not mean you're poor.
0: No, no don't give away our wealth either. Okay. Uh, well. Anyways. <laughs> DIYs.
1: <clears throat> Anyways, um. So everybody's doing all these projects and it makes me want to do them. But I can't. For the reason I have already given away because we're in a rental. <laughs> so I don't get to do all the the DIY projects that I'm seeing everybody else do. And there's a little part of me that is very saddened by that. There's another part of me that knows I would probably get, you know, a quarter of the way through the project and then it would sit because other things are more important than whether I have the right molding on my ceiling <sighs> or whether I have batten board on my walls.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I'm learning all these new terms <laughs> because I'm watching other people do the things that I kind of want to do, but I, 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 I don't like painting. And almost everything involves painting
0: of some sort. I uh, I enjoy painting to an extent. Really? I because said I'm, to hold on, and then I said to an extent. <laughs> Am I wrong?
1: If the extent is one bathroom and half a wall, exactly, then
0: yes. exactly. That's that's my extent. <laughs> judging me.
1: <laughs> well, you're judging me.
0: I. Okay.
1: <laughs> and let's be honest, you're grateful that we're we are where we're at because I'm not doing all of these projects while you are gone.
0: That is true.
1: You're not coming home to, you know, half a wall missing or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. So
1: anyways, that is my can't leave it. Sam, cool. what is your can't leave it?
0: Well, for the past several episodes. Oh dear. I've been keeping you apprised of the important world of Eurovision. That is not my can't leave it. Oh. However, it is music related. You know where I'm going with this.
1: I think I do, and I'm actually really excited about this one.
0: <laughs> so I uh, uh, I uh, give it a damn. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My, that's the music that uh,
1: he wanted to share with you.
0: Uh, currently, my uh, social media platform of choice is TikTok. I will happily share my data with the Chinese government because Facebook has all my data. Instagram, which is on by Facebook, has all my data. YouTube has all my data. Anyways, that's besides the point. I came across the video on TikTok that Sarah and I have been uh, a little obsessively watching over the past...
1: Is it the dog?
0: 24 hours. No, it's not the dog, but that one is really funny. But that one wouldn't work over an audio podcast. I can't oh, share that true. one. <laughs> it's a, the, it, the, the hilarity of the situation isn't conveyed really well that's over uh, audio. Anyways, but for those of you that don't know, on TikTok, they have this function where... Um, People will put out these challenges on a video, saying "Show me this" or "Tell me that," and they want people to connect with them that way. And uh, so, anyways, there's a musician, and he decided to do this challenge. And I wanted to share with you the music. Uh, do you know what it is now, Sarah? Yes, I know what it is. Are you I knew what it was
1: before, but I just had oh, to ask. you're just
0: playing along. So, anyways, um, I wanted to share at least the first half of it because it is glorious
1: it's amazing
0: absolutely
2: what instruments do you play
0: Is that not the most beautiful thing you have ever heard?
1: Okay, but what is the craziest part? How many instruments?
0: Uh, So in the end, it is 13 instruments that he is playing. 13. He himself alone uh, played all of those instruments. Obviously, he's not playing them all at the same time. (laughs) Uh, Physically impossible. Yeah. Uh, But that was one guy. He he recorded everything himself. I get. I never would have thought, uh, like, if I was in his position to to put it all together like that in a rendition right. of Fire of Fireflies, and it's now my new favorite cover. It's awesome. It's at, and I, and I've always been a big fan of of non traditional Western music instruments. You know, this typical stuff that you're gonna see in a symphony orchestra wind ensemble something like that i've I, it's always been incredible and that's what he was playing is just all of these um uh i mean i think they're all mainly from china i did a little bit of research um into them before um before this and it seemed like most of them if not all of them were coming from china and he plays them so well that's the part for me that's like, it's one thing to be able to play it. It's one thing to be proficient at all of those and to be able to put it all together. And, anyways.
1: What if that's the only song he knows on all of those instruments?
0: <laughs> he doesn't, luckily. He, <laughs> it, he, I looked at the rest of his videos and uh, they're pretty good. So, anyways, I will leave a link to that video so you can obsessively watch it over and over again, uh, unless you don't want to be tracked by the Chinese government. Um, then you won't be able to watch it, so. And with that, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so that you're notified when we publish episodes, which is every other Monday morning.
1: And please leave us a rating.
0: Leave us a message or a question on the Anchor app, and you can become part of the show.
1: Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at PrettyHappyPod, where we share episode clips, news and updates, and photos of our adorable
0: daughter. If you would like to be interviewed on our show, reach out to us on any of our social media accounts, or you can send us an email at prettyhappypod at gmail.com. For more information about Rett Syndrome, visit rettsyndrome.org.